0: This is a CBC Podcast. The island has a really, really rich arts community and world-class artists, musicians, something that you really want to be a part of, that you're very invested in.
1: I'm Catherine Marlowe. You're listening to a new CBC podcast called This Is Vancouver Island. It's all about life in our region. Now, with the ocean and the forests, we know this can be a pretty inspiring place to make art. But for this episode, I'm talking to two people who add another layer to that. And I'm asking them, what is it like running an arts business on the island?
0: Hi, my name is Anneli Boyd-Good, and I am one of the directors and designers at Ait-Lalem, the Good House of Design, alongside with my sister, Sophia Good. I'm part of a multi-generational artist family uh, from the Snenemo First Nation, where we feature artwork by my brother, Joel Good, my father, Dr. William Good. And we work alongside our mother, designer and artist, Sandra Morhouse Good, and uh, our very large family.
2: Hi, my name is Faisal Sethi. I'm the founder, creative director, CEO of Frosty Pop. Um, We've been creating games since 2014. I mean, that's us in a nutshell.
1: Faisal and Annalie, they both work in creative industries that we tend to connect with bigger cities. For video gaming, San Francisco, or maybe even Vancouver if you want to stay in Canada. For fashion, New York or Toronto. So I wanted to know why they love running their businesses on the island specifically.
0: Aside from it being home and being where I'm from and where my family are from and where we are so deeply rooted um, it's really an amazing place to be creative and um, to have a creative business and then at the same time, there's a huge amount of support for the arts, um, just individual people who are supporters and um, I think that's one of the most beautiful things about an island business is the support that you get from the community.
2: Faisal's- yeah, there's some parallels there for yeah. me uh, as well in the context of there's shockingly a, a, a very strong network of game companies in Victoria, uh, more so than you would expect per capita, I think. And I think there's also strong strong uh, technology and entrepreneurship uh, cohort here as well. Um, so I have noticed that it's a smaller community, which therefore sort of a consequence of that is just a, a bit more connectivity, a bit more synergy. Um, and, I, and I think also sort of in a very practical way, uh, I often bump into people here because it's so small. So there's sort of these mm-hmm. serendipitous happenstances that happen uh, when you're sort of having a coffee meeting, or whatever it may be, that I think is is I can uh, relate to as well.
1: I, I like hearing this because, you know, the really easy sort of black and white way to imagine businesses on the island, especially looking at the last 100 and 200 years, would be, oh, uh, fishing, logging, mining, and now maybe tourism. And you're not necessarily thinking about arts but clearly not only do you guys do that here but you 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 have vibrant communities doing that here
0: i think that there are a lot of artists who do not want to live in the hustle and bustle of a big city and they don't want to be a part of um that lifestyle and i think that they seek refuge Mm -hmm. and nature and they seek a lifestyle on the island and there's just this like quiet community of world-class artists here on Vancouver Island. So if you're planning on working on something in the arts and you go to look for someone in that, that area, you will find someone who is like an expert in that field, typically. And that's our experience. I've never felt limited by being here on the Island. If anything, I felt the benefit of
2: the, the art support. So I have a counter to that somewhat. It's not that I feel limited per se, but it's actually kind of hard to get off the island. Um, and so during the, the pandemic, I think it was pretty cool for me because I don't really like leaving. Um, and so Zoom was you know a normal part of our everyday lives. But I think um, the last year has been kind of challenging in global markets in general. And I think the days of sort of closing deals, quote unquote, is over uh, via Zoom. And so having to get off the island and meet and greet in person is becoming a bit more imperative for my business.
0: I I was just going to say, you know, the biggest challenge I think that we face is uh, logistics here on the island. And I'm going to echo the sentiment of getting off of the island is very challenging. We just all went to the cashmere collection showcase in Toronto as a family and had this great idea that we would book flights and catch the ferry, walk on the ferry. It's right around the corner from where we are in Cedar, Um, catch a shuttle, take our flight. That was all great until we found out that the ferries were cancelled and then we had to reroute to horseshoe bay we had to specially order like a, a large taxi or a few taxis you know it became really really challenging to move that many people around and suddenly when you have something like a flight booked that's when you really realize how crucial getting off the island is and how hard it is and then also we found you know, booking shows or going to suppliers and those kind of things, we've been doing less and less of it because it is getting harder to get off the Island. I agree with that.
2: It's funny. It's also not super like, it's quite expensive. Actually. There's there's it is. very, there's very few direct flights from Victoria. So for me, you know, San Francisco, Los Angeles are kind of primary locations for me as of late. Um, mm-hmm. And it's quite challenging. And, and sort of over the Christmas break, we've kind of had a planes, trains and automobiles episode where I got a flat tire as I got onto the ferry. And so, you know, when we got off, it, it's just mm-hmm. Christmas Day. We had to sort of arrange to some, you know, get a tow track, you know, where were we going to make it to the hotel on time. Where we're we going to get our right. flights in the morning and so on and so forth. So there is an added of stress, I think, to, to some you're getting off the island.
0: So stressful. Coming home, you kind of just resign yourself to, well, when I, when I land, I'll figure it out either way and I'll make it, I'll make my way home. But when you're going to a destination, it's really stressful.
2: Yeah. It's always nice to come back. I do feel a sense sure. of peace and warmth uh when i arrive.
0: you really have to think about that
1: you, you know when you're in that planes trains and automobile situation right okay but 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 the trees and the ocean when i get home yes, yes all of that temporary, is
0: great. right it's just yeah. temporary when when you're in it you just have to say i'll i'll be back home soon and, and it's a lifestyle here right it's a lifestyle choice and-
2: yeah i think i don't know if we're going to get into it but this like you know why am I on the Island? I yeah. think there's the, the practical reasons, right? It's like, uh, it's small, it's, it's quaint, mm-hmm. you know, I think I was living in the West end of Vancouver prior to here, and I believe at the time two bedroom condo was about $2.2 2 million. And it just seemed fiscally responsible to, to do that, uh, there. And so, you know, at the time moved to the island, although it is getting more expensive here to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seemed economically feasible at the time. Um, but then there's also notion of, for me in a very literal sense, proximity. So, my daughter's school is very close by. Coffee shops are close by. I can walk to most places. And so that opens up a lot of my time to spend with family or focus on um, a business opportunity without feeling really anxious or stressed about it.
1: Annalie, I wondered about logistics. We were talking about mm-hmm. people moving around, but but you also have to send stuff, right? You, you mm-hmm. ship goods. You, what is that like?
0: I think the biggest challenge with respect to logistics is manufacturing and production. If we were in Vancouver, we could just drive down to our uh, sewer and our manufacturing facility and and work with them, um, discuss things. So you have to be very, very organized, um, which you do anyway. But, you know, you have to be very clear on instructions or um changes or things because we design all of our garments and then we have them manufactured in Vancouver so we're developing these patterns as we go and we also try them on all of our various family members so you know we've had family dinners where we've brought out samples and tried them on all different heights and sizes and and just ensuring that our grading works and that it fits different kinds of uh, shapes of people You know, because of that, there's a lot of back and forth with the pattern uh, making and designing and it becomes more time consuming because you have to wait for couriers and shipping. You have to meet cutoffs. And if you don't make it to the courier and, you know, just it goes on and on. But then there's all the expense of it and even something as simple as running short. Uh, a few buttons or running short let's say labels or something you know you can't just run something over you have to ship it and career it and wait a few more days and so there's always that delay 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 yeah. and I'd say that's the biggest challenge with the logistics for us is in the manufacturing what do you guys both do
1: you know obviously and I don't know this from my own experience but when you're running your own business it you know it's not Monday to Friday 9 to 5 right you are <laughs> you, you you It's every day <laughs> yeah.
0: It's every day.
1: (laughs) So what do you do then? Where do you go or what do you do when you need to just walk away, when you need to give yourself some time?
0: The river. It's right out front of our door. We're situated on a really beautiful place and uh, we just sometimes stop and go for a walk or something or swim in the summer, you know, so we just connect with nature and we're very fortunate that we can do that. And uh, we all do it in our own way, and there's enough of us, and there's a lot of kids in the family, so you know there's usually someone outside.
1: <laughs> oh man, what a great way to escape, Faisal. What about you?
2: Um, I love spending time with my my daughter. She's uh, turning four. Uh, I find a lot of joy in that, and I optimize my time and my day for that. Um, I love to read, and I, I love to go for walks. Uh, I live pretty close to the ocean uh, here in Victoria. Um, and there's nothing I like more than the, the walk and talk, the coffee walk and talk. So I often do that. Um, and I love immersing myself in, in generally in just like film uh, and books and art. Uh, and that's sort of not only in it, I wouldn't call it escape for sakes. So I think I enjoy what I do, uh, but it's an additive too, because I'm into creative arts. I'm always learning. Um, so that's sort of how I deal with things, I think. Um, but uh, to her point, it is a... 24 seven mind share, uh, you know, your business is kind of always there in the background. Um, one, th- one thing I want to mention, just sort of as a, a pseudo caveat to, to, to the businesses we're in, which are creative and arts and culture, but particularly video gaming, you know, art and culture and video games, I think to some degree, transcend location. Um, and mm-hmm. so people experience my games through their phones or their laptops or their Nintendo switches all over the world. And I think. We, because it's a digital medium, to some degree, we can create it anywhere. And so uh, Victoria is a great place to do that, I guess is what I'm getting at because mm-hmm. of the lifestyle. And so we don't have to be in uh a New York or a Toronto or wherever, because we can create anywhere. I guess it'd be a similar parallel to you creating your your, your fashion, it's it's something that comes from you and wherever you are, uh, it will be created and transcend the location that you're from.
0: absolutely I mean, an art is really a reflection of our times and of, of the people living in it. Right. And it tells a story. So for us, that's what we reflect in our artwork. Right. And then we just like to go share it. So we'll go do shows in different places, but then those shows end up online. So you're right. Like people, you can do it anywhere and people can watch it from anywhere in the world. That's like totally amazing. I love that.
1: I love that idea, though, that you can you can do it from anywhere. And so why not do it from the island, right? Mm-hmm. It's a pretty great place to be. I,
2: I believe, I, I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think Victoria is the brunch capital of Canada. <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, I love brunch. Uh, I love the food here. The coffee is great. Um, the community is awesome. Yeah, it's a, it, in Canada, this is a lovely place to have a business.
1: Now, Faisal is right. Food Network Canada did name Victoria the brunch capital of the country in 2016. I'm not sure it holds that title still, although I'm sure you have opinions. Now, in addition to enjoying brunch, Faisal Sethi is the creative director and CEO of Frosty Pop. They have a new game coming out this year called Pillow Champ. And Annalie Boyd-Good is director and designer at Lelem, the good house of design, along with her sister, Sophia Good. You can find their designs and their music on their website. They also have a bricks and mortar store in Nanaimo, which is open Wednesday to Saturday. That's it for this episode of This is Vancouver Island. If you want to help make sure other islanders find this podcast, please take a moment to rate and review us on your podcast app and tell your friends and neighbours all about us too. We'll have another episode out next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.
0: For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.